Hello, and welcome to Smash, Loot, and Roll. We pick up with our adventures splitting the party. Kel, Grace, and Adrock decide to use their griffin to fly back to Waterdeep, while Bowden and Chip travel by foot with a lady they rescued, a captured werewolf, and a member of the House Grailhound. Let's join Adrock and Kelgrace for some in-flight entertainment and see where it leads. Please enjoy Smash, Loot, and Roll, Episode 30, Sprinkles. Last time, you guys had rescued a kidnapped victim that was a member a family member of one of the jurors you guys captured one of alexa's werewolf bodyguards you went to the site of where the uh kidnappee had escaped another fight and found a wounded guard slash kidnapper that you guys healed and got some details out of and then promptly the two of you decided to Activate your magical griffin, jump on, and fly to Waterdeep while Chipmunk and Bowden escorted their prisoner, the rescuee, and the would-be guard kidnapper back to Waterdeep by foot. You guys launched out about mid-morning. Okay, so if I'm trying to remember why we thought this was a good idea. So I think we needed to we needed to get back to Waterdeep. We needed to talk to Father Dumas. I wanted to check in with some of my contacts to see what other weird things are going on. And we couldn't all take the griffins because it wouldn't hold us plus the extra people. You have two magical griffins that basically can hold two people each. Right. So with our with our extra entourage, and we could all fly back. I was using a fancy word. Get on board, fancy pants. Forced entourage. <laughs> and um, and so, for whatever reason, we decided it was a good idea to send the dragon and the fancy pants to to water deep on the griffin and leave the monk and the the dwarf to with all the passengers, and they can walk and they'll be fine. Nothing ever bad happens on the road. To the city. No. no. We're flying, so nothing bad will happen to us. Oh, no. Definitely not. Because, you know, the last time we were up there, didn't we, like, get attacked by something? Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. My memory only goes sure so far as to hating to the, the person who called me Fancy Pants. It's <laughs> another fall, though, so she's okay. Or whatever the monk fall is. Safe fall, I think it's called. Safe but, fall? That's cute. But you guys have learned that Chipmunk and... Uh, a bit of a flying chipmunk. She can land. Pre- he can land pretty well from a height that would most people wouldn't walk away from. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for that. I am still mad that we just figured out chipmunk. I think she, I think Christine is playing the long game on us, and she knew that from day one. <laughs> She's playing us all the fool. Such a perfect <laughs> chef's kiss. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. so well. So mm-hmm. flying takes much less time than uh walking land but getting up to altitude um you guys got you guys had a decent check on your direction and everything else and it's a little bit easier once you get up in 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 the sky to take a look around and notice that the the ocean is off to your what would that be where you're flying south off to your right Uh, it gives you a little bit more of a landmark you know that you know as long as you keep the ocean on your right you'll have the you know water deep within sight and matter of you know a matter of hours and 
for people that have, for those of you that have stayed on, stayed on the land as much as you have, flying is a both a terrifying and exhilarating experience to see a different vantage point of the world. Something that only birds and other creatures with wings generally get to see. Uh, the way the grass flows with the winds, you know, the ocean waves look different from above than they do below. Something like that. So it's it's a bit of a leisurely ride at the same time. It's uh, you have some urgency behind you. As you come up on the walls of the outer walls of Waterdeep, you notice in the distance you see normal traffic driving down the road. Like like I said, you guys had leapt into the air roughly about late morning. And by the time you get to Waterdeep within a couple hours, it's it's about early it's early afternoon for you guys. And as you're flying in, you notice that at the at the distance, you notice the typical guard towers passing through. And you know guards are always standing up there watching. And what's different this time is you notice a couple, I guess for lack of a better term, you've seen them before you signal flares launch into the sky from each tower over the gate. And often the dis and often the distance doesn't take much to know, but you notice that a couple griffins leap into the air and start flying out towards you oh, guys. Goody. Oh, I'm so excited. No, they're they're just we're friends. Hopefully. 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 Well, they they know us. Uh, if you see, we want to go towards the griffin that is uh, where their owner is clearly having problems with them because that will be is her name Penny? That will be your friend. <laughs> Her name, Penny. She'll recognize us. She she prefers the uh, more formal title of Penelope, but Penny will work. Oh, it's Lady Penelope? Lady Penelope. Okay. I thought he was making a joke at the expense of... No, it's not. The Penny in and, life but for a second. And then I remembered Lady Penelope. That is correct. Lady Penelope and her Griffin Atlas. Okay. Uh, you notice they approach flying and uh, they, they both cross in front of you somewhat aggressively and okay. you notice they, they circle back around with one coming in high behind you another one coming up you know up on your left hand side and looking over to you and adrock you're correct you notice lady penelope is uh there she shouts over to you goes she, she goes i'm gonna have to ask you to land before you reach the city uh wave i wave and i say you didn't tell me how wonderful this was i shout as yeah. uh I, I motion for the griffin to go downwards yeah and you guys circle to the ground, and she's like, oh, it's a wonderful time. Um, you notice the one griffin that stays behind you. Kel Grace, you look behind you, and you have a... Uh... You have your own homunculus <laughs> servant asking you questions. <laughs> that is true. But you notice the one uh, griffin rider behind you's got a, sh- got a short bow out and just paying attention. But as you guys circle land, you guys land in the field just outside the outside the gate. One of the griffin's riders stays, stays circling in the air. And lady... <laughs> Lady Penelope, you know, you hit the ground. Unlike all the other times, she doesn't dismount, but she walks Atlas up to you guys. She goes, Well, you guys, interesting. Where did you, I'm like, not sure where you came across a griffin, but uh, you definitely have uh, acquired a new ride. She goes, Not sure if you're aware, but flying into Waterdeep does require a, a pass. And I'm fairly positive you're not on one of those lists <laughs> so so if so, we land outside the city yeah. and like walk it in are we good oh yeah no you can walk in we just okay leadership's a little worried about having things fly in the city and it has a, has a tendency to terrorize the uh citizens so we ask you not to do that unless you have you know unless you have a specific pass for it and she goes you can always apply for one 
you you'll definitely want to sponsor. It is uh not always granted for anybody. She's like, it's wonderful to see you guys. Not, and you. Do you guys actually deactivate the riff and turn into like a figurine in front of her? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. She's like, oh, that explains, you know, that type of explains it. She goes, well, she's like, I'll walk in with you. Let the, you know, and two of you guys, the three of you walk in. She doesn't seem to dismount from Atlas until she gets close to the road. And once again, Atlas does the normal thing and makes her dismount less than graceful where she's managed not to fall on her face this time, but it's one of those things that she knows to every now and then occasionally reach out for Atlas's harness and hold on when he makes that jerk the wrong way. She's, she looks over at the creature. She's like, I really hate you sometimes. Really do. She goes, so what have you two been up to? You guys got a magical item that turns into a griffin. You haven't been up to much. <laughs> she goes, it's been like a week. If that sounds Wasn't like a things vampire? are moving. I look at, I turned to Was it a vampire we fought? Oh, another werewolf besides you uh what is it we fought it was a werewolf right a few and some other like things werewolves? and we threw water and spells like i don't even know i feel like i've been living a dream we've had a busy week um yeah just fyi she turned into a werewolf don't piss her off oh come on she can't be oh, doing i'm that. sorry not a werewolf a were dragon my bad but like, uh, yeah no it's been a good week been a great week <laughs> Penelope looks at you and she's like, <laughs> how do you put up with them? You guys are fighting. Do you, you guys have found were creatures in the woods? They found us. Okay, well, yeah, I will. Uh, finding them is a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> find I think I'll have to make sure uh, it's reported out for the patrols that go out there to, you know, if there's creatures like that out there, we need to be aware of them. Make sure they don't come into the city. <laughs> uh, aside, uh, Adrock, is this when we. Uh... Do we you, tell you, her that you we're guys are bringing one back to the city? Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was figuring out a way to bring that up. Um, you should okay. be on the lookout for our uh companions, you know, the little dwarf and the uh, even littler monk. Um, just uh, be on the lookout for them, they're gonna be bringing in um, what we might call prisoners, uh, and just keep an eye out for entourage. them at the gates. It is their entourage, it, it is their forced entourage, yes. Yeah, you guys have passed through the gate this this time. People have cleared the way, making it a little bit easier for you to get through, especially you know with with Atlas occasionally snapping at you know people as he walks by them. You guys are in the um, in the quick in the check. Room. Am I gold again, or am I still black? Uh, the black only comes again if black only aware. comes up when you're uh, a were creature, right? Where? Yeah, right. You're, you're back to so your I should golden. be gold again. Okay, yeah. good. That's what I thought. I just unless, wanted to make sure. Unless you there. wanted to permanently ink ink your gold scales. No, thank you. The <laughs> it's like did you get a little crispy char- I, a little ch- ch- charred in the sunlight there kill grace <laughs> this time i'm beautiful and gold reflecting the light she's like well i appreciate you guys uh accommodating our rules please don't fly in the city without permission you can always uh petition to have the permission to fly in and around the city uh you'll just have to get a sponsor good reason behind it and uh it was good to see you all. We'll have to uh, catch up for a drink sometime when I'm not on duty. My dear Lady Penelope, if you ever see me flying in the city, you should follow me. <laughs> but we will we will take what you say to heart. We will not uh, go on any gallivanting with these Griffins. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that drink, my friend. I will happily do it. I generally hang out, generally drink outside in the trade ward when I'm off duty. 
So could be always be found out one of theirs. Generally stay away from the yawning portal. There's too much uh too much tour too many tourists down there. It's just too crowded. But fair enough. She tips tips her hat to you guys, straightens up, walks back over to Atlas. It just as she's about to mount, he does that sidestep where she basically face plants in the main and sets herself up, fixes the hat with a big plume, and goes, just get in the air, you idiot. And uh, you you beast of a creature. And, you know, you see her turn Atlas in a bit of a circle to clear it, and then you see him leap in the air and take off to where, take off back to the sky once again. You guys have made your way back into uh, Waterdeep. Kill Grace, give me a perception check. I don't like when you do this. Most people um, don't. It chooses the one stat that none of us have very, have, yeah. <laughs> like Is none this of the, us are wisdom-based. It's the, the middle column, right? For perception? It's on no, the left side. It's on the left, left side. Okay, got it. Yeah. Says passive perception. Yeah, that's passive not very wisdom good. is perception, and then when you roll, you add your wisdom to it. It's in the middle yeah, column. So I I push the thing in the middle column. Yeah, the wisdom. Yeah, perception. yeah the, my pa- my passive wisdom is zero, so that's not helpful. Your passive wisdom is zero. Apparently, I don't know. You're how a happened. rogue. It's, yes, I, that's probably one of the things we got to correct later. So we'll t- I'll take yeah. a look at that after the game, and you know, um, nine plus one is ten. Yeah, that's all you need. Oh, good. You take a look around and you notice that one of the there's a bit of a skulker in the alley that sort of eyes you for a moment. Then, as you make as you turn your you know as you turn and make eye contact, you notice she nods to you. She's got like the dark brown, like mousy looking hair. Probably could use a bit of a probably could use a bit of a cleaning, a bit of a shower, and everything else. But uh, you've seen her before. You've seen Cal numerous times, and she's. She looks up at you, then she looks back at a couple of the uh, kids that are nearby, and she pulls the sack out and hands them, you know, hands them some candy bar, you know, not candy bars, but she hands them probably some local sweets and then shoes them on their way and nods to you. Um, can I, can I chat with her? Yeah. Would you like to walk over and chit chat with her? I would love to walk over and chit chat with her. Okay. Um, hey, uh, Adrock, I'm not a hundred percent sure that you should come with me at the moment. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, duck into the shop and look some look for something to buy. That's good. You duck All in, right. uh, Adrock. You duck. You, the aroma of the shop is what drew you first of the various scents and smells. When you realize you step in there, it's more of a uh, candle and uh, bath salts style shop. Mm, I'm gonna go next door to the jeweler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're like, sounds good. Oh, this is really nice. But anyways, go Grace. All right, so I would love to go over and uh, greet Cal in a way that does not uh, freak her out. Yeah. Um, the because, fact. Yeah. You realize that. Yeah, you realize that uh, by acknowledging her to begin with, it makes it a lot easier for her for to be approachable and her not to suddenly dart off like a scared cat. Mm-hmm. And Cal's like, Scales, how are you? I am, um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. She's like uh, fraternizing with the watch a little bit too much, are you? Uh, depends on who you uh, qualify as the watch. We have, we all have our friends that get us what we need. Yeah. I need connections so that I can help figure out why that weird stuff is going on in our city. And, uh, and I found a, a few people that while they seem generally good uh and who want to help um 
are are digging into you know the big big episode that we had a little while ago and and trying to help so that it doesn't happen again oh uh, you uh, you talk about the that crazy night of the skeletons yeah um, yeah that was really weird yeah so i just happened to be in the either the right place or the wrong place at the right or the wrong time i haven't figured that out yet and uh somehow got pulled into a a group of of four of us and we are trying to figure this out and i gotta tell you it's incredibly intriguing it goes a lot deeper than i thought but i've missed about a week so what's (laughs) what's been going on here well you know the uh midsummer celebration has been going on good for business nothing out of the ordinary well actually one thing out of the ordinary did you hear one of uh one of the ladies main contacts of uh one of her favorite politicians has skipped town oh which one's that she goes up in the north ward uh what uh, was his name uh the galt 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 winter no that's not it um no it's uh it's winter something. The Galt winter something. I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I, yeah. She she seems to have fun dealing with all these politicians and everything else. I I just they're they're the, they're Is more it? crooked than we are. Yeah, they are. It seems that. Yeah. So I did hear about his disappearance. I also, interestingly, I think, I think I got to meet his son, who is nothing apparently like him. Although I never met him. Um. And there was some pretty cool stuff in that house. P.S. We uh, we pulled it all into the um, was it an inn? Are you talking about inn? about your inn slash tavern? Inn slash tavern that that Skull Manor. My uh, my buddies own and are are trying to to get get moving. So She's a like, lot get of out the of, stuff in there. Get out of town! You you've actually hooked up with with a tavern keep and a, a innkeep. You know that i am nothing if not resourceful my friend she's like no kidding well i mean uh, which one is it i have to come by and visit troll skull manor get out of here that decrepit place yeah i mean decrepit is a it's getting there it's gonna get there they've been a little busy well heck i'm gonna have to come down there and uh let you buy me a drink sometime she goes oh my friend she goes oh it's uh i just remembered it's never winter he, uh, <gasps> that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He skipped town and he goes, she goes, he's like, ladies, ladies upset. It seems like, uh, might've skipped town with a bit of her cash, a bit of her gold. So, Oh, oh no. Yeah. She, and as you see her look around for a little bit and, uh, you notice that she looks at two of the typical foot guards that wander the city. She's like, well, you know, it's not like you, uh, She's like, you're definitely showing a lot more of your uh, self than I remember in the past. So uh, I think we might be drawing some attention. And she nods over to a couple of the, couple of just the street street guards with spears to sort of look over at you guys. They'd sort of give you a look, but it's not like they maintain it very long. Like you know, just a dragonborn and a human talking. Got it. Well, why don't you let's stop by Troll Skull Manor later, and, and we'll we'll grab a drink. Perfect. I got some places I can I can pull us to where we won't draw as much attention. Cool be happy to do that well good to see you scales i've got a i'm gonna go find i'm gonna go find some trouble to get into <laughs> sounds about right see you later yep. friend yep Adra, okay. you're walking around the jewelry shop oh can i pop up and scare him that would make me happy. <laughs> well you're, you're a little busy at the moment you're a little busy at the moment but you walk into a jewelry shop you got the little custom l ring you notice a bit of a portly 
it's on a hobbit half or halfling it's got one of those big eyepieces leaning back looking at some type of uh piece of jewelry in his hand his cases are very nice he's got the glass cases with a bunch of different uh stocks in there um probably well stocked for uh being on the main road and close to the north entrance of town and he's pauses for a moment looks over she goes ah i see you're a sharp-eyed consumer what will be your pleasure today sir indeed uh i i like i like what you have and <laughs> i'd like to see the most interesting gem you carry not the most expensive the most interesting interesting gem i carry well oh, that's uh most people come in here for the metals and everything else they don't really come in for gemstones or a crystal. She goes, he goes, a crystal. He goes, well, I do have this one. Most people mistake it as a sapphire. And he pulls up a, it's when you hold it and he hold, you know, holds it over by a candle. It originally looks like a, a blue. Like I said, it looks like a sapphire. Uh, it's cut in a marquee cut, but when he holds it next to the light, it's got a more violet to blue hues that go through it and uh, change a little bit. And, uh, if you would like to give me an intelligence check, I can let you know what it is. All right. It is. Oh, I forgot how to roll. <laughs> Just roll with it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, 11. Apparently you... I'm not that great today. You recognize it as uh, Tanzanite. That's Tanzanite. Yeah. It's a... Tanzanite's a very rare stone not as well known as like sapphire it's basically brother but you can see where at a quick glance you'd call it call the stone a sapphire without a problem he goes that's for crystals he goes i got several i have a uh i have an artist that makes all sorts of type of crystalline structures and uh he goes some of my favorites though is this yellow it's a more of a champagne color and he goes this is one of my favorite it's uh pretty much uncut it's probably about nine inches in length. It's a rough stone. He goes, I just haven't figured out what really to do with it. Um, citrine is really the color of it. He goes, but if you're looking for something finished, I've got this one that is, and he pulls out what to you looks like a, almost like an egg. And it's got several structures in it. You can see it's almost, and it looks a combination of like a, almost a ruby, but think of it as, about eight inches tall and about six inch diameter and sort of like egg shaped. He goes, these are my more unique, the citrine uncut gem in this. Uh, I like to call this one, the dragon egg, the fire egg as, as some call it. All right. And how much he for goes, the, for the Tanzanite or the, the egg? He goes, uh, for you, uh, the Tanzanite, seven gold. Hmm. Okay. What about the egg? The egg goes for about 15. Are you looking for something that's got a, a specific value to it? I am. I, um, I'm looking to make um, a homunculus and uh, wanted to find something that, that befit the, the nature of the homunculus. Okay. So in game terms, that has a certain value. It does, 100. Okay, he goes well. But uh, fear not. No, understood. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to get it to where I'm not wasting your time and the the narrative and everything else. He's like, yeah, yeah. 
he's like, well, uh, he goes, if you're looking for something a little bit more common and, you know, well-known to the, uh, the current, just, you know, out there and everything else. And that, that has, that has value and everything else. He goes, what's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Well, which would course. be strange for a hobgoblin, but yeah. we all have our quirks. Why would that be strange for a hobgoblin? They're creatures of, of the dark and dank. We, we do not deal so with bright colors. The, the fact that I dress as this is offensive enough to my people. They would not, they would not uh, react well. He goes, well, I can see why you were drawn to the uh, Tanzanite. He goes, it is blue and everything else. But he goes, also the, uh, he goes, I've got this really interesting. And you see him walk over to one of the glass cases and he pulls out a little figure. What, what it looks like is, looks like this case has the glass blown artists that work with different things. On the very top of it, he's got, he goes, this is something that I haven't seen before, but the artist calls this the midnight star sapphire. And it's a much darker blue than what you normally see with sapphires. And he goes for this, two fifty. How about this? I'll give you a hundred, and I promise to be available should you ever need me for any task. Well, that's interesting. Roll me a my perception. Own, my roll, own. Me, roll me a perception there, Adrock. Yeah. Perception. And not perception, but persuasion. Ooh, wonderful. Uh, no, I think that's even worse for me, actually. <laughs> Uh, good rolls good rolls oh no it did turn out well that was a seven as much as i'd like to be able to run businesses on favors i can't do it but you know how about 150 i don't have a lot of hobgoblins that come through my shop so you've definitely got me intrigued or maybe you have something of unique interest of gemstones that you'd like to trade i don't know about trading but and i pull out that strange green um that green object that was slightly evil that I showed too. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about trading, but what do you what is what do you think? What do you make of this? Wow. And he goes, come. And he walks back to his his desk where the monocle is and everything else. And he looks at it. He goes, I haven't never seen a stone like this. Where'd you find this? And he goes, I don't, I don't he goes, this has to be made by some artist. Again, I found it doing favors for someone. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. He looks at it. He takes a few moments. He pulls out some tools, clinks on and everything else. He's like, hmm, I'm not even sure what type of gemstone this is. Maybe if, you know, the green gem, he's like, I've never felt a stone that's warm to the touch. He goes, I wonder if it's magical. And you see him pull out a, he reaches under his desk for a moment and pulls out this little gilded wooden box. And you see him, he flips it open, pulls out a little tuning fork and he taps it and it gives off a, not only a clear tone does it give off, uh, but it also causes the stone to actually react and glow at the same time. About this time, Kel Grace, you come walking through the door, clink, clink, clink. Neither one of them seemed to notice you. They seem to be involved. He's like, and you see him sort of drop the uh, tuning fork. He goes, uh, do you want to trade this? He's like, this seems to be more magical than I've ever seen in a stone. You see him sort of looking at like, almost afraid to touch it now. He's like, this, I don't think I have anything near the value of this but i'm sure we can work a deal if you like like to give this up uh, my dear jewelry that i step in i'm like what are you doing just getting a second opinion on the gem and i take the i pick up the green gem and i put it back in my cloak and i said now i can't promise you anything but 
I really think you should reconsider the favor. You never know what I'm going to come about in my travels. Roll me a persuasion with advantage now. Unfortunately, I need persuasion with my rolls. Okay. Oh, it got worse. Uh, 11. (laughs) (laughs) It got over the... You're having a rough night. He's like, I'll give you the trade, but maybe I'll give you the trade. He's like, but how am I going to be able to find you if I need that favor? I own... Well, I am one of three owners of Troll Skull Manor. If you ever need me, come by there. They'll know how to get in touch. Okay, never heard of it, but there's plenty of taverns and and lodging within within this great city. So, um, you know what? This is the favor I, I'm gonna gonna ask of you. Bring me a stone. Bring me a gem that you find as valuable or as unique as what you just showed me. How's that? I don't know when and I don't know how, but if I come across it, it's yours. He goes, well, 100 gold and that gym. Sounds good. So cough up 100 gold and create an IOU. Yeah, <laughs> I, owe you a, I owe you a gem of unknown quantity and quality. Yep. For your buddy, Jacob. Noobs. Jacob Cap- Capiccio. Those of you listening at home, this is how you get side quests. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, the jeweler in the North Ward. So, like I said, Kel Grace, you walked in at the very tail end of that. But you and Adrock seem to uh, Adrock seems to be happy with the stone he has. He's got a unique midnight star sapphire worth about two hundred fifty well, gold. You said it's two hundred fifty gold for the figure that was created with the sapphire, with the sapphire on the top of the head. But the other gems probably account for seventy five of the gold. So. So about 125 when you're looking at value-wise. Oh, 75. So that'd be 175 value-wise. 75, yeah. Like I said, shopping episode. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Title of, the, title of the episode, Promises Made. Promises Made. There we go. Um, I don't... It, um, it, it makes the show more interesting to have all the minions that run around as well. <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, so I am not 100% sure like what I just saw because this whole magical item thing is not something that I come across. So you saw an interesting green stone. It's about the size, a little bit bigger than the palm of Adrock's hand. Is this the one he constantly puts goo on and chucks at people? No, it's not. Those are pebbles. Those are pebbles. He just randomly picks up pebbles off the ground. You saw him pick it up and it, think of it like a, um, you know, the the top of a, a loaf of bread sliced off where it's got that, rounded top to it and it's got the smooth bottom there you go but what's unique about it it looks like there's three eyes that are evenly spaced through the middle of it and it's it's a greenish it's almost like a jade green stone with the three eyes being even a darker shade of the green for the jade you see him tuck it back in but not only did you see as you stepped in the they hear the clear magical tone and for you it was you heard a little bit of not only that clear tone, but you also heard a what would be discordant tone underneath, almost as if there was something else. You 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 heard two separate tones, but you also saw the whole stone glow for a minute, a little bit brighter. Was that you... apparent to others? The, yeah, glowing? The, light, the glowing was apparent to everybody there. Okay. So whatever the tuning fork did, it the detect magic revealed something. And gotcha. would the, the discordant jewelry... tone? be like indicative of a curse of any sort or it could be indicative of curse it could be indicative of a different type of magic 
that's reacting to the detect magic. Okay. You know, a curse is a, is a good way to a curse is a good way to describe the discordant tone is almost if it's yeah that'd be the best way to describe it in your okay. mind. That makes sense. All right, I want to get out of there because I like shiny things and I haven't stolen anything in a while. Yeah, I feel like this a... is not the time to try. Maybe it is the time to try. I don't know. Is there something I need here? This is really a kind of a knickknack shop. It's got a it's got a combination of glass blowers, gym cutter, artists, things like that. Not really one of the high end jewelry shops, but you can find different things in here. So you want to get a new necklace to com- commemorate your coming out party, or maybe a new earring <laughs> that might be of interest. I think I'm good. Let's head on out. So I'm gonna inconspicuously drag Adrock out of this shop. Yeah, um, both walk outside into the hustle and bustle. And where are you two off to now? Um. Well, we're gonna step into whatever shadow we can possibly find because I would like to know exactly what you were doing there, buddy. Because I, the one thing I have learned is you do nothing by accident. That was a hell of a favor. My dear, I. Uh, I found the heart of my homunculus. See, this is this this beautiful gem, and I pull out the green gem. This beautiful gem is too unknown for me to make it uh, the heart of my homunculus. But but this midnight blue, this midnight star sapphire, this will do perfectly. And while uh, I'm sitting there with, uh, or standing in the in the shadows with the with um, Kelgrace, I pull out that I pull out that midnight star sapphire and I pull out my my alchemist tools and I create the homunculus All right. and as I am as I am shaping it uh it turns into I thought a sugar glider at first but then decided no, to that's what I was about to say it looks like a sugar glider I just <laughs> I just looked this thing up it looks like a sugar glider and it, in your pocket it does. Uh, That's a better title. Create the sugar glider. And it is a. It is a. <laughs> it it fits is a, in my pocket. It is a blue sugar glider. Uh, it's about uh, eight inches long, tail to tip, and uh, where the skin skin of a normal Just sugar to be glider. Clear. Are those measured inches or man inches? Measured inches. In man inches, it's about fourteen inches long. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. That could be a T-shirt we create. Is One point six. Is it so measured inches or man inches? And it, we're, Definitely we're for for our fem- female listeners to uh, their apparel to wear. Yeah, where a sugar glider is uh, typically gray, uh, it is blue with the black stripe down its the dark uh, a dark stripe down its uh, middle, uh, and it's got um, these white eyes to it. Um, that are that are almost they almost glitter. Well, you made it fancy, just like you did. And I I introduce you to it. I said, meet meet Clyder. Clyder, Kel Grace. See, it's sort of make big, big eyes sort of look up at you. It, it roams around you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, makes it, its way up and down your body a little bit, and then it jumps back into uh, into my cloak. In your pocket. A sugar glider with fancy pants. Did you just replace? Uh, did you just replace your other four-legged companion? Oh, the oh the, the dog. 
No, the <laughs> dog's never mind. Um, what was the dog's name? Kyle. Kyle, that's right. The dog was never mind. But, I know, um, but I have a new favorite. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, that's what you meant by replace. We still love Kyle. Uh, no, but um, I did warn the dwarf that he was going to lose his uh, nice match black. So uh, next time we meet, I hope he talks to me before he swings it. Because um, I can only infuse two things at a time. So now okay. I, I own oh, so the axe is no longer uh, magical? His axe is no longer magical, the one he got from me. Wait, you can give out magical things? Two, of which now I have both. Because I have nothing magical. Well, you really do need. That's not um, this true. This is not just because you're aware. Of you have a bow. Uh, oh, I have a magical magic. bow? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I have a magical bow. I have one magical thing. All right. Well, here I thought you were just shopping, and then I was going to make you shop with me because I would like to find some fancier armor. And since you're fancy, retail therapy is amazing. You should try. Retail it. therapy is fantastic. I, I, as the female of this party, which, by the way, do homunculuses have a a a, a gender? It's a her, but it's they, a her. Okay. All right. The glider. Everything is else in my life is sure a her, I, so it's a her. Why not? Okay. Um, you know, I don't remember the segue to that, but there was one. I feel like you made these martinis really strong tonight, dude. Strong um, enough for you to say yes, that I love you, George. It depends. How did you measure today? <laughs> In man inches, of course. I think you're going to have to put a splash shield on her computer. <laughs> All good. Okay. So... Um, retail therapy being what it is, I would love to invite you and um, Glider to to come with me. I am I am looking to upgrade my leather armor, perhaps with something a little bit more glittery, a little bit more shiny, um, but still something that can kind of fade into the the background. Okay. Um, that being said, I also have some some scuttlebutt, if it were, to let you know about but I feel like we've been here long enough, so let's take a little walk. I'm with you. Where can I go to to get new stuff? Uh, there's What's... a few few different shops. Most of it's going to be in the trade ward. Okay. If you're looking for armor, it, it's a hodgepodge of places and everything else of where you can go. But you know, without a doubt, that for armor, there's a whole bunch of places. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, am I getting this armor legally or as a say? I have not. I got to tell you, like my sticky fingers are really. What type of armor you're looking for? You looking? You can use leather, right? I can use leather. Yeah. Yeah, you can use uh, light armor. But I just, I need a little bit more protection if we're going to continue uh, going after these crazy things. Well, it never hurts to actually have something that's a little bit stronger on the day and everything else. So, you know, down on the, uh, let's see, you guys are up in. Let's see, you guys are up in the North Ward. Let's see what's up here. It's you know. There's a bunch of different things. That's the academy. You know, one of the be- better areas is um, that sometimes has some very unique objects from time to time. Is a shop called the Three Moves Ahead. It generally winds up getting a collection of stuff from time to time that you know, always has something to sell. As you guys move in there, it takes you about 20 minutes of walking. The neat thing about his shop, it's it would be basically in, in modern day areas known as sort of like the gamers den because there's always somebody in there playing some type of board game chess game things like that within inside the shop so there's about four or five other patrons in there hanging out playing something and you see it when i say old man i mean much older gentleman 
long silvery hair. The ears are definitely very well pointed and, and noticeable. And for an elf who generally, you know, elves don't generally have facial hair, but this one's got the, you know, grain beard and, you know, think of it more like the long, not Fu Manchu, but the, the long goatee were about eight inches down from the chin of hair hanging down. He looks up, nods to you. Oh, how can I help you today? As you guys approach the table. And you notice in the back wall, there's an odd collection of robes. There is some shields. There's couple swords there's an axe and there's two different pieces of armor of leather armor seeming to hang up behind him and you guys can see the games going on on the table um most of it's adrock what you recognize is they're playing chess and uh having a conversation or playing something that's very similar to uh the chinese version of go i am looking for some um light armor that offers me a little so he goes, oh, so you're looking for, he's like, I have a couple, I have, I have a couple pieces of leather armor that was very similar to what you wear. He goes, they were brought in and given to me. He goes, how much are you looking to spend there? I think that could depend on what it affords me in terms of uh, protection. He goes, oh, understood. He goes, Besides well, this. Our, I don't actually know how much gold I have, which is not helpful. So I wrote down at some point 150, but I know we looted since then, and I did not write it down. Um, actually, so. I've I've got the. Oh wait, hold on. Is this? Oh no, wait. I have. Well, I have 197 next to a like spool that looks cold. Yeah, 197 cold. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how I figured that out. Okay. Continue. He's like, I do have this interesting piece of armor here. One of the patrons came by, and uh, he really liked one of the games I had, and. The, you know, offered me, offered it in trade, knowing that occasionally I get random customers in like you. He goes, but I can. I think I can let it go for about 250 gold. It's studded leather armor. He goes, but the very unique thing about this, you see him reach up, sort of hop, walk over, grab it, and you hear him for a moment, look at the armor, and uh, he whispers something. Then he goes, you see the armor glow for a second, and he goes, oh, yes. Uh, he goes sprinkles and then you see the armor the armor the leather armor that he's holding actually turns into a cloak he goes it gets to ch- it changes around from time to time he goes based on how you want to uh look i'm inwardly trying to contain my excitement he goes is this something you might be interested in perhaps price seems a little high maybe we could work something out uh would you like to roll your persuasion there kill grace She's like, no, but I'll roll it anyways. <laughs> I did. Hold on. That's in the middle, right? Yeah. 17. Nicely done. He goes, oh, I'm always up for uh, finding out some type of a good deal. He's like, what did you have in mind? I mean, half of me is is tempted to like just turn into all black scales and make my eyeballs go completely dead. Just see if that helps. But <laughs> Well, that would be an intimidation check. I know, like persuasion I but I, I, I don't think I want to start there, but that was that was a thought that I had, so I'm just thinking out loud at this moment. Um, I could do... Uh, I'd, be, I'd be willing to discuss 175 and trading in the leather I have now. He goes, done. Alright, done. He gives it to you. The uh, command word for changing it is sprinkles. It's basically... Sorry, that just makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't. Uh, you can add, go into your inventory, and you can manage your inventory 
you can click on armor, uh, proficient and magical, and you can scroll down to find studded leather glamour armor. I have a uh, an alternate suggestion for the title of the episode. How about yeah. fourteen manages? <laughs> <laughs> There's something else that I said that was I thought would be yeah. fun too, but I don't remember what it was. I've got it. It's added to you. Oh well, thank you. Then I guess I have to give back. You'll have to my equipment leather. Yep, and you'll have to equipment. delete your leather armor, and then okay. put on your glamour studded leather. Bedrock is. Did you, did you hear about this, Bedrock? Like, were you around for this? Because this is awesome. Okay. Looks wonderful on you, my dear. Thank you. Sprinkles. Are that you watching? Watching what? <gasps> well, what do you turn it into? Goes from leather armor to. What's it look like now? A uh, pure midnight black cloak. So not only is it just the midnight black cloak, but it's also got the tunic, the pants. As you put on, it's not just the leather vest you put on, but you you get a whole bunch of changes and everything else to your style. But when you look at it, Adrock, it doesn't look like leather armor anymore. It looks like a, a set of casual clothes that's got a nice thick long black cloak that flows out behind Kelgrace. That's as dark as the scales that you saw when she uh when she came out in her in her new form. Now my dear you are as fancy as I am. Sprinkles, let's go with tunics. I don't want to call that much attention to myself. <laughs> in my notes I'm literally just putting sprinkles in all caps. PS that's all there I you go. Sprinkles. Okay. All right. Well, do you think we could, uh, do you have anywhere else you want to go, Adrock, or do you think we could head back to um, the tavern and find a more private place to chat? Yeah, let's go to a tavern, have a drink and chat. What tavern, do you guys want to head back to your own, uh, your own, your own at Trollskull Manor? Or would you like to go to maybe like the Skewer Dragon, the uh, Golden Temple? That does not sound good to me. Skewer dragon does not does not please my sensibilities at the moment. <laughs> uh, you 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 know the skewer dragon? Uh, I know. I'm teasing. Yeah, it's and definitely one of the dragonborn. Kind of awkward. Yeah. Womp womp. Hey, you want to go to the skewer dragon? I wonder how you feel about me. <laughs> skewer dragon is not going to be the tavern you stop. You guys head home, or you guys head to something else? Let's go to Let's go to yours. So I feel yes, like we're going to be able to have Manor. more privacy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. head back to Troll Skull Manor. Plus, I'm I'm hoping that my my buddy might stop by so I can get a little bit more information out. Hoping Cal might come by a little later. Uh huh. Yep. All right, you guys make it back. You're kind of surprised when you get back to see the uh, you know late afternoon, but there's construction going on on the outside. With uh, looks like some painters are working on the outside. Some roofers are working on things. Lots going, a lot of stuff going on. Walk inside and kind of surprised because it's not really lunchtime. It's not dinner time yet. But your tavern room is about half full of people already, and they're carrying on, drinking and having a good time. There's a uh, you can you can see Gerald who uses the big bouncer, sort of standing around there, but he's carrying the plates. He's carrying the big tray out of the kitchen over to a table, trying not not to knock over chairs and everything else. And you notice as he's moving through there he bit of a bull in a china shop and you guys notice that the chairs are just sort of moving ahead of him out of the way so he's not tripping over anything as he moves through and he gets over to a table and uh you hear a female halfling scream out she goes come on order up i got other stuff to got other stuff to cook i mean it smells really good in here for cooking and uh you can see like a little bun on top of the head of a bright red red hair 
sort of sticking up through the window of where the uh the order you know the the short orders are coming from going around and you see the big guy so he goes i'm hurrying give me a minute and he's he doesn't change pace lumbers over sets the food sets the big tray down and puts the stuff down and they're like i didn't we didn't order and he's and he just sets it down in front of him picks the tray up and walks off and they're sort of like we didn't order you can see the people there like well you ordered that i okay we're they move it around themselves to the particular table and one table's like that's actually mine and they're like oh sorry here he's not the smartest guy there for you know being a server but he can definitely carry the big tray what would you guys like to do we find uh, an open corner table uh, of which the, there should only be two. So we yep. find the one that's open. Um, well, there's always a table set aside for, you know, there's always the owner table that unless they know you're not going to be there, they always leave it alone. Wonderful. And we slide into that, into that, uh, into that corner table. And as we slide in, I uh, use my magical tinkering and I touch the two columns on either side. Uh, and I infuse them with, uh, or I imbue them with a uh, white noise. So a, okay. st- a staticky noise that right. uh, seeks to drown out uh, our conversation uh, from that uh, in, while we're sitting at that table. And so anybody who is coming towards us wouldn't be able to hear us until they passed those two yeah. posts, and at which point they'd be standing literally next to our table. Uh, and then we sit down. Is that a real life skill? That is. It's magical tinkering. I can no, no, no. it. Oh. I mean out, outside of this game. Can you... It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. All right. Do I do I know what you're doing or is this something you should explain to me? Uh well I, when you sit down, I, I say uh just keep keep people from listening in. Great. So um you may have noticed that I uh visited a friend. Um probably surprising that I have friends um but uh but that is is one of my buddies she's incredibly uh skittish um please do not try to approach her uh she may come by for a drink later and if so your magical tinkering would probably be uh, super helpful for the two of us um but she shared some interesting um thoughts about Neverwinter's disappearance uh, that just kind of adds a little bit more mystery and intrigue. And um, I feel like maybe that's something that I should share with you. Interested? I'm listening. Uh, does the name Teresa Tegrin mean anything to you? You're honestly like, no. So Teresa Tegrin is, um, well, how do, I, how do I explain this woman? She is a half-elf. And uh, she's a thieves guild leader. Um, she's not. She she runs the Dark Tide crew. Are you familiar with them? You I'm not. being recently in the city, you're not familiar with a lot of the different guilds. But you know, you now know of at least three different criminal elements between the um, the Xanathar's guild, the Dark Tide, the uh, the Black Network. Um, she can't, they can't really pin anything on her. She's as slippery as oil. Yeah. Uh, everything that happens seems to be a bad decision made by the person it happened to. Um, versus something that they, uh, that was done to them. So, um, 
not somebody you want to run into. Um, definitely not without me around. However, as the uh, the head of the Dark Tide crew, which P.S. as a woman is pretty kick-ass that she uh, she she rose up in that rank and and took over. She what what my my buddy Cal shared with me is that right before Neverwinter, uh, quote unquote, disappeared, he owed her quite a bit of money, and definitely disappeared without paying. Um, so that just kind of adds a little bit of uh, m- more mystery to his disappearance. And I know we were kind of trying to figure out what was going on there. So I wanted to, to share that angle too. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I tap on the table twice and glider climbs out of my vest on, or climbs out of my cloak onto the table. And I say, keep watch. And he's, she scampers uh, over to one of the columns, goes up and she goes into the rafters uh, and she's about uh, 20 feet away from us now, uh, just keeping an eye on things that are happening uh, in the in the tavern. And I said, so uh, how trustworthy uh, is this contact of yours? I mean, for a thief? Enough said, I guess. Okay. Um, so what's our next move? She does not, uh, this, this particular contact would not have any reason to lie to me. You know, she is incredibly loyal to Teresa um, and has formed a, a pretty good, I would almost call like mentorship. So I would imagine that she's trying to figure out what's going on as well. I don't think she'll be, apart from running in the shadows, I don't think she'll be any help to us but may be willing to share information that they find as they, they look for him to uh, to get the, the money owed um, because I highly doubt Teresa would find a way to quote-unquote off him without getting the money first. That doesn't jive with what I know of her. Well, considering um, also she would be targeting the former Lord of Waterdeep. Right. right. Yeah. Um, That's a bit of a high profile even for her. It is. It is. You know, she's more of a, I will use my my feminine wiles and sticky fingers to get out of things and or get the things that I want, which is a target, a very public figure. Um, the fact that a very public figure was in debt to her is concerning to me. Um, and I'd like to see if I can figure out why, but I don't really know where to start with that. Well, it, it goes on with some of the other things you've heard about the... Uh mismanage of the city funds and the loss of the funds not being used for different projects or projects never completed. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes it interesting overall to hear puts a few more pieces into place, but on that, it's not much else. You not much else you can glean off that one. Right. Does that lead you anywhere? Adrock Does that make you think of anything. You have a little bit more background in the, the Lords of Waterdeep than I do, given that you know, his, I honestly don't know where to go from here. So while you guys are having the conversation, uh, you get one of the other one of your other employees, poor Poe. Looks like looks like I wrote poor P-O-R. Comes walking up and he he, as he gets to the column, he sort of taps on the column and knocks. Hey, uh, Master Adrock, I've got a message for you. What's that for? He goes, you. And he sort of holds out. A uh, paper mache, very nicely made paper mache bird or um, origami style bird. 
One of you know, I, one of the ones with a folded up type thing. Yeah. Set it on the table and uh, thank you. You need any drink of food? Uh, just two pints, please. Will do. <laughs> sets the uh, he sets a nice created paper bird on the table and uh, heads off to get you guys, get you guys two pints. About yeah. Two minutes later, he's back with the pints. Sets one in each in front of you and doesn't say anything else, but keeps on moving. I uh, I tap on the table, uh, and glider comes jumping back over, okay. uh, as discreetly as possible, of course. Uh, and I not I a say, not a full on like fly through the air to you. Yeah, no, he's he's scampering. He's not. Yeah. Uh, he gets to he's, a point where the because the table and the columns don't meet up and everything else he gets to the point where he does the on the yeah. table lands <laughs> the falling with style. Yep, <laughs> falling with style. Um, and uh, I, I I motion I say uh, open please. And so he okay. takes his little, his four little claws, and he 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 opens the origami uh, to reveal the message within. Yeah, there is a handwritten message inside. On the off chance it was uh, booby trapped, I wanted the inanimate object to take uh, to take the brunt of it. It's a fireball. <laughs> so nice little piece of paper and everything else that simply reads: Rainier tells us you are a good bet. He bought you tickets to the opera tonight at the Light Singer. Theater in the Sea Ward. If you're interested, meet Mert at intermission. Private box C, formal tire is required for admittance. What time is the opera? Uh, right about sundown. That's when it starts. Okay. Right after sundown. Um, okay. And I, I, um, I motion to the message. I turn it around for Kel Grace to see it and to read it. Do you often get messages like this? I think we're going to see the opera tonight. Let's uh, let's finish this pint and then uh, let's see how 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 long till sundown. Uh, you have about four hours. Okay, let's finish this. Let's eat some food and then let's get ready for uh, our evening. Uh, sprinkles include formal attire. What type of formal attire would you like to turn it into? Isn't that nice? Isn't that great? It is. I'm really liking this. Um. Let's see. I am I am a gold dragon, so I'm going to say a black uh, floor length dress. Yeah. So yeah, glamoured armor allows you to change the shape of the clothing into whatever you want it to appear while still maintaining the armor class. That is awesome. It's the best. It's the best. I love it. Okay. I think Adrock, yeah. you also have a glamoured armor as well, don't you? I do. That's why I'm. That's why they call me Fancy Pants. <laughs> I just thought it was because you kept the pants looking like MC Hammer. <laughs> Kept it lively. Yep. Glamour studded armor. All right. Now, I'm, I'm trying to look up what uh, what formal attire would look like on a hobgoblin. Uh, shockingly, there are not very many hits on Google for hobgoblin <laughs> formal attire. Shockingly. Ooh, I should try Dragonborn. All right. Is there anything you'd like to do in the mean- Mandarin please. few hours of uh, besides eating? Um, and did you realize that uh, Danica, who is the sister of Paxton, one of your other workers, or excuse me, not Paxton, but of Poe, po, is uh, one hell of a cook. And she does amazing things with, with the type of food. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a good crew here. You've done but, good, uh, Adrock. You've done good. They've done a lot of work. It's cleaned up. Looks very nice. But it look, it's still... Got a bit of ways to go to clean up the outside a little bit, bring it back up. But the inside is definitely uh, looking around. You realize that the party during uh, midsummers and shield meet 
had a lot of people come through here because there is looks like you get a bit of the rougher crowd because you're finding some carvings in the wood rails or on the wall or something. But other than that, it's not too bad. So Eric Melendez has probably been brought up in one or more conversations with you know the dwarf with Bowden or Chip bragging about how they found things and rescued things. So you you are aware that they do have a tailor that is nearby, but if nothing else, we'll jump on over to the uh, what's that theater called? The Light Singer Theater in the Sea Ward. Good to go. Good to go. Let's Good to go. Do you want us to like explain what our attire looks like? By all means, I'd love to hear what okay. your attire attire is for the night. How do you do you do it like a couple or do you do it as independents? You go independent of each well, other. I don't know. A bunch is, of this, is this a date at rock? Why not? I, I feel like this is like the beginning I, of our relationship I, I, again. I couldn't. I I would not I be able to find a, a better companion in all of Waterdeep. That was much smoother than you were at age uh, twenty. What? <laughs> Please share share with you share with people what you're wearing. All right. So like, I have uh, sprinkled like my way. Couture. I have sprinkled my way into a um, a flowy gown um, that has long sleeves that actually cover my hands and um as always uh, it has pockets and um the gown is differently from my normal attire meant to attract a little bit of attention because we're going to the box seats so it's uh, a little bit lower cut in the front it has some cutouts on the side and in the midsection it is uh, beaded around all of those cutouts, and it is meant to flatter my beautiful dragonborn uh, feminine figure. Um, flowy, on the ground, a little bit of a train, and entirely black, um, with the black sparkles aligning the, the different cutouts um, throughout the, the top half of my torso. I am wearing... Uh a blue formal waistcoat uh, with tails uh, lined uh, with gold trim. It is a, it's a midnight blue with dark dress trousers, but also with the gold trim with a, uh, a white uh, puffy shirt, as Seinfeld would say, the, the, the pirate shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> Age appropriate, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have uh, inside pockets, of course, on the on the waistcoat with glider on one pocket and uh, my alchemist supplies uh, nicely and neatly in the other pocket. And I'm wearing uh, black uh, polished leather boots that are uh, almost knee high. Got it. Nice. Would like to add because a dragon is never unprepared um since the dress is flowy on the bottom part i am able to uh easily able to strap a dagger to my ankle without it being noticeable another to my thigh which is easily accessible by a slit in one of my pockets and um I'm trying to figure out how to also bring my rapier because there's definitely room for it. I just haven't figured out how to attach it without being totally detectable. Get you a bag of holding. That is definitely a way to do it. 
So you guys make your way to the theater. Some of you are armed to the, armed more than the average patron, but you finally decide to uh, you decide to keep your rapier or leave it behind. Mm, we'll go with two daggers, and I have a fire breath. That's fine. Two daggers, okay. strategically placed that I can easily access. Two daggers and halitosis. We got it. Hey, fire breath does not smell bad. Thank you. If they're close enough to smell it, you're not going to live. Right. (laughs) Don't insult the dragonborn. (laughs) It is actually a very nice older style theater. Exactly what you'd expect of a theater for the patrons you look around. And most of the patrons are some type of merchant class or better. Uh, You don't see the typical in the lower like the lower theaters have like the best way to describe it would be the pit where everybody can stand and watch these are all everybody gets to have a seed or sits in a box or something that affects nice velvet red all the way around and the first half of the show is a wonderful historical not historical but uh not educational not of a cultural experience of your neighbors to the south in one of the deserts of their dance and how they entertain and how they go on. Uh, lots of color. I mean, for you know, a, a people that live in the desert, they have a lot of bright colors and dancing, high fly, like acrobats and everything else. Um, but it goes on for a while. Uh, intermission comes up and uh, people file their way out and you make your way to the, even though the, the tickets you got were one, was a box for one location, you make your way over to the box uh, seats that was mentioned to you in the notes private box C and you guys are just on pretty much you realize when you get over there you're on the opposite side of the theater from where this box was and, and you don't recall seeing anybody sitting in this box during the actual show but same time it's easy to realize that it, it might be hard to hard to see somebody with the lower lights over there but as you get there you see a I would say a you see a human figure, just as you guys are walking towards the private seats, you see a human figure, has a nice jacket with tails on it. Uh, he's got the calf-length boots, pair of earth-toned pants, and steps in with a dark coat that's got tails uh, by himself. He's sort of, he's got a hat, hat and a cane tucked under his arm as he ducks in there. He's got gray, I'd say more like salt and pepper hair over gray, but the quick glance of the face, you notice it's clean shaven no no facial hair whatsoever and that's the quick view you get as he ducks and as he steps inside the booth before as you guys are approaching let's head in you guys step in who goes in first i will adrock so you step forward adrock and you see the gentleman turn around and uh look at you and he starts to extend his hand as as Kelgray steps through he's like oh he goes i wasn't expecting two of you but the more the merrier he goes i am mert and he holds his hand out you adrock i i look down uh and after a pause i shake his hand and say adrock and then i i motion to kelgrace and i say this is this is kelgrace and he, he extends his hand formally to you as well kelgrace he's like oh well met i'm Mert. well met happy to shake his hand he's like well i see you got my note in time to uh make the play i hope you're enjoying the play so far it's a very good culture uh Desert people have a very unique dance from where they're coming from, but we only have a short time for the intermission, so I'll be brief. We would, you know, and he says we, not I, because we'd like to hire you to uh, 
accomplish a, a, a short task for us, if you're interested there, Adrock. What sort and of task? He goes, a week from now, Lady Ramil Haventree is hosting a party at House Olbrunter, her villa on Del Zornan Street, located in the North Ward. We have reason to suspect drow spies have infiltrated the guest list. Simply attend the party, identify the drow spies, and report back. And, as nicely as you are dressed now, please ensure you dress the same way. Are you interested? Why us? Let's call it a test before we make a more formal offer based on your skill sets. Not to sound overly suspicious, but we just met. What do you know of my skill sets? He kind of chuckles. He's like, not as much as I would like to be aware as prepared for, but I do understand that you are very skilled in acquiring items that are not always available. And you're pretty good at moving items around through non-traditional channels. And uh, even the lady has you pegged as an up-and-coming, up-and-coming in your capabilities. Got it. He goes, to you, Mr. Adrock, you are more unique for us, especially since where you come from. You have a different insight that we hope to be able to use. I We accept. Sounds good. Uh, I whoa, will whoa, see- whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not even like going to talk about this? Do you have something better to do in a week? No, I totally accept. I just would like to be included in this conversation. He's like, is is there questions or concerns I can answer? He goes, Rainier did speak highly of uh, both of you. Especially of you, Adrock. He, he's less sure about you, unfortunately, Miss Miss Kelgrace. We have not known each other nearly as long. But um, he did I, say that uh, if Adrock, as well as his two companions, are traveling with you, then that's good enough for us. We accept. Adrock, you were, you were going to say, Adrock. No need. He goes, well, I think the show's about to start, and I think uh, I, th- I think the uh, couple that has this booth might like it back. Please, please enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, we will be in touch. He walks up to both of you, handshakes you both, and steps out, steps out of the booth. As Kel Grace breaks out the, uh, okay, I just had to, I got to wash my hands with the clear cell now, <laughs> or the uh, or some type of spray now. All right, you guys watch the rest of the show. It's a good entertainment, like I said. It's mainly a bunch of dancing. Slight acrobatics and everything else, but other than that, it's a relatively quiet night, and you guys leave about 90 minutes after you arrived at the theater. So the sun is well down, going on close to nine o'clock. It's been a long day for you guys between waking up early, the fight, and everything else. You guys head back to the uh manor to bed down for the night. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's go sleep. All right, as we uh as we walk, Adrock, are you aware of the uh the her that was in this conversation? you have an idea of who that her might be? No. That's one of the reasons why I'm interested to take the assignment. I feel like there's there's more going on here than we've been told. I think that's fair. I don't think we should be... I, I don't... I think we should watch for for a specific amount of charm and, uh, and be smart about our choices. Because if it's who I think we may be dealing with, then uh, we need to we need to be smart. Well, this is your... This is your city and your people, so I will follow your lead. Okay, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I think we might be dealing with a uh, a, fr- a well connected friend who uh, knows her stuff. Sounds good. You guys make it back to your you make it back to the Troll Skull Manor. Um, given the middle of the week that it is, you know, the m- middle of a normal week, uh, you guys are a little busier than you, you expect. 
you know, your place to be. It's about three quarters full. Uh, Adrock, as you step by, you know, your three, your four staff sort of wave to you and everything for the moment. Uh, they seem to be quite busy. Kel Grace, you notice uh, as you start, as you step through the door, right off to your shoulder, Cal comes up and sort of buy a lady a drink. I mean, she literally steps out of the shadows next to you and goes, hey. Nice. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Adrock, do you think you can do some magic-y stuff? Yeah, so I um, I motion for the for the uh, barkeep to come over. Yep. And then while he's coming over, I, I tap on the columns. We assume our normal table. I tap yep. on the columns. And actually, I think they're still imbued from earlier. I don't think I ever turned them off. So they're still <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I forgot yeah, to turn did. them off. You never did. They're still on. Okay. Um, um, you you so. head over to your usual table. Paxton, who's the who's the better mixologist, comes over and simply sits down four mugs of ale for you. Kill Grace, you wind up having two of them pushed in front of you, then one to each to Adrock and Cal. He looks at you, she's like, so, all gussied up. She's like, where have you been off to? All fancy hmm. and everything. Well, first, let me introduce my companion. This is Adrock. Uh, Adrock is one of the three fine owners of this establishment. And Good to know. has... Uh, been a uh, a friend in in both good times and some more uh, dangerous times within the past uh well, i don't know week few weeks however long it's been since we met dude um and tonight it's like wow a uh, candle in the wind already oh yeah tonight he took me on a date to the i just totally lost track of where i was sorry okay so we're sitting where i went he's like date <laughs> date i'll be polite um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair. She's like, am I am I interrupting the uh, nightcap? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. She's like, um, Adrock, Cal, and I have met each other for quite some time. She has a since a, she came uh, to the city, I think. Penchant. Yes, she has a penchant for ensuring that all of the uh, the the little urchins. Around the city are uh, are oh. are. She's like not all of. not all of them, but okay. Once I can, the ones you can, once I can are, are taken care of and and helped, and that has endeared me to her for sure. Because gotcha. it's one thing to take, and it's another to give. And looks at June. She's like, so yeah. I kept uh, I kept Kel, I kept scales here out of uh, out of out of some trouble when she first got early on to the city. Make the wrong choice with the wrong with. But the town garden or the city garden is gonna uh, make for a rough time. Scales, huh? Are we really gonna talk about this? Oh, she's like, well, when she said Kel Grace, all I heard was all I heard was scales. So, and at the same time, we it were fits. we were a bit running at the time, and introductions while we're running doesn't always work out the best. You know, she sort of ruined one of my marks, and uh, she's not the easiest thing to hide. But I will say this: she's very talented when it comes to uh, to convince to, to moving goods in and out of places that others can't can't get it done at. She looks at you. She's like, "So staying here? Definitely nicer digs than you've been staying at." Anything better than the streets, my friend? Well, yeah, for the most part. Maybe I'll have to impose on your hospitality once in a while. But she goes, "Oh, hey, you know what? I forgot. I forgot the whole reason I wanted to come talk to you and everything else. The lady's offering a bounty." Anybody you can track down, uh, well, Neverwinter's not very hard to track down. They all know, everybody's saying that he's moved back to uh, the city of his namesake up in the north. But um, 
really the bounty's on a couple of his underlings that uh, the lady wants to talk to. Believe it or not, uh, one of them is a magist- former magistrate of the North North Ward, Orlock. Magistrate of the North Ward, huh? Yeah, seems to. Uh, I can trust him, right? She looks yeah, you at you. can trust him. Okay. She goes, maybe. And she looks down in her pint and she's like, I drank that rather quick. She sort of sit, holds it up. <laughs> she, you guys have literally gone through maybe half your pint. She's down the whole thing. Hmm. Do I push her my second? <laughs> yeah, she's sort of like, okay, I grabbed that one. <laughs> but she still holds it up for another. She goes, yeah, uh, apparently there's a, apparently the lady has a bounty on him for now for information where we can try, where he can be found at. So she goes, I seem to recall, uh, uh, after that night of uh, the skeletons and everything else, somebody told me that uh, they saw you over at that burned out church, that burned out chapel, excuse me. And they said Borlock, they said the North Magistrate was there. I was hoping maybe you have a tip of where he's at and we can uh, collect the reward. His, his office, maybe? His office. <laughs> oh, I'm, I am sure his uh, aides have been well talked to. But uh, nobody's seen him in about, I don't know, two or three days. Why is everyone vanishing? I, I rub my, I rub my temples with my, <laughs> my hand. When you do that, she goes, you know, I have that same problem. She pulls out, she reaches in, pulls out a small bag, and pulls out. Uh, I guess it looked like the best way to describe it would be like an asparagus stick, the root of asparagus. And she goes, chewing this, it'll help a little bit. And Kel Grace, you've noticed that she always. You know, from time to time, she actually chews on a plant from time to time. But much like well, Adrock was rubbing his temples and everything else, she seems to, especially at times of high stress and uh, other activities, she seems to always you know rub her temples or, or she'll immediately go and grab that root that she carries inside of one of her pockets and chew on it like, uh, you know, like farmers chew on a straw. Does this root, does this root have some sort of uh, stress-relieving something in it or is it really just like chewing on straw or twirling hair or uh you you do know it does have a a i guess it would be a mild not necessarily sedative but a a mild pain reliever to it um is she giving it to me or to him she hands it over to she just pulls out hands it to adrock because he's the one rubbing his temples he's the one rubbing his temples yeah start chewing on it fashion she is yeah it's got a bit of a bitter root taste to it, but when you bite into it, there's a little bit more juice than you were expecting in it. So it's like goes in, but after chewing on it for a moment or two, you, you notice the mix of the alcohol seems to make you a little bit more lightheaded than, but any pain in the temples sort of wash away. She definitely has some type of, has some type of pain relieving root that she uses on a regular basis. Is there anyone? there anyone else that has uh, disappeared in the last week or so that you're aware of? Bounty or no bounty? Oh, there's rumor that uh, strangely enough, there's a rumor the Xanathar gang rescued a bunch of kidnappedees from the town. Interesting. She goes, Dolbus would actually know better than I would. He seems to keep up on all the... He seems to keep a better eye on the the Zents, or not the Zents, the Zans, than... Um, I do, but uh, seems there's a bit of a noble spat going on between two houses. What two houses are those? She goes, I think it's uh, Grellhound, Castellants, the Castellants seem to be having a bit of a spat. You know as well as I do, the uh, 
Zans seem to uh, House Grillhound's a bit of a, a cover for the Zans anyway, so sort of curious right. what's going on. Sadrak, what do you know about these families? Is there you know, any connection to any of our buddies in the Castellants? Or any of your buddies? Like people we've been chatting with and well the Castellante the Castellante family you definitely know. Um, okay. one of the family members hired Adrock, Bowden, and Chip early on in their career to go find Eric Melendez. Any connection to Father Dumas or perhaps a niece? Adrock, you take a moment to think back and you do recall at least seeing Viren with a individual that looks very similar to and dresses very similar to uh, Alexa in the house at one time when you had a conversation when Bowden, you and Chip all visited a uh, house uh, Cantalant Castellanters and uh, Bowden was treated less than gracefully by the mistress of the house Do you remember that um, there was no love lost between the lady of the house and Aaron Melendez's lover for lack of a better word yeah, it was def- definitely alluded to that Eric Melendez was having an affair or something with the daughter of the Castellantes. That's fun. How are Viren and Eric Melendez? How are they connected? Yeah. Viren and Viren actually hired the other th- your three companions to go find a missing Eric Melendez when he was kidnapped. They successfully rescued him, and to the best of your knowledge, they have not there's been no interaction between them since. Okay. So by the time you finish your first pint, you notice that Kel is working on her third. Uh, how are you feeling there, buddy? It's like, perfect. Been a while since I've had a good, a good pint or two or five. Not my establishment, but I will happily invite you back anytime I am here. And For a, for a bit of a wave, she's seems to be packing the drink away. Yeah. But other than that, she'll BS with you about times, talk about different things, but she doesn't really get into much with um with Adrock there. Into you know, she keeps a more high level detail of fun, things like that. Talks about the various, you know, ships that have come in, the sailors, things like that. You've you've you guys have different little things go on, but pretty much just a normal jibber jabber of old friends. Some if, good times. Yeah. Uh if there's nothing else, we'll you guys want to pull out of this? We'll move on. We can fast yeah. forward to uh, you guys linking up with Bowden and Chip when they return to this Troll Skull Manor. I think that's a that's a good place to start. You guys bed down for the night to the bit of a ruckus of uh, some music playing in the in the in the tavern and everything else. You guys go upstairs and relax. All right, so you guys bed down for the night. You guys wake up. You guys get a bit of a late start, and. Uh, uh, spend the day hanging out about midday. Chip and Bowden come strolling into Troll Skull Manor, and uh, we'll pick up next time with the four adventurers now reassembled after breaking <laughs> there after deciding to go their separate ways for a short time. Oh, thank goodness it worked! <laughs> oh, you guys got a few more clues to uh, you got a few more pieces of puzzles to add. To that mosaic you're building, yeah, we did. I got we a need to, address. We need to make a, a graph of everybody. It's starting to get too much to handle in my head. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you guys all for playing. I really appreciate that, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon.
right. Have a good night, sir. Good night, guys. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. So, Adrock and Kilgrace just wanted to spend some time shopping and have a date. Well, maybe not only that. Kilgrace's Waterdeep's contact provided some insight to the intrigue that is going on in Waterdeep. Adrock and Kilgrace were invited to a theater play and tasked with finding a Dark Elf spy at an upcoming party. Now back at Trollskull Manor, our duo awaits the return of the rest of their party. Tune in next time to hear the continuing misadventures of Adrock, Bowden, Chip, and Kilgrace. Thank you for listening, and take care.